This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a lady that likes to wear, wag, and repeat. I'll tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, an avid Pinterest user. She's an Instagram influencer. The winner of the Blog Paws Best Blog Design Award. She's a photographer, an author, a researcher, and entrepreneur. She's an adventure seeker, a road tripper, a coffee lover, and a fitness fanatic. She was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's dog mom to senior labs, Bert and Lucy. She's a stickler for rewarding dogs for a job well done. She's founder of the award-winning dog lifestyle blog, Wear, Wag, Repeat. Her name is Tori Mystic. Welcome, Tori. It's so good to have you on the show. Hello. Oh my gosh. Sounds like I do a lot of things. <laughs> you do. I didn't even mention your coaching or your love of rescue. Like, come on, you do so much. It's true. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> well, you are a very accomplished woman and we are going to talk about that. But first, I want to introduce our drinking game. Anybody participating in our drinking game today? Anytime you hear this word. The secret word is wag make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying, but please be of age wherever you're joining us from. Please never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. So please tell me, Tori, what are you drinking today? Tonight, I have a little rosé. It's Friday night, so why not? Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm kind of in the same color family. I'm having a blackberry limoncello martini. So cheers to you for being on the show. Cheers. (laughs) Delicious. It really is. I had blackberry simple syrup. And I wanted to make something with it. So I kind of whipped it up. It's got three ingredients, vodka, limoncello, and blackberry simple syrup. So pretty easy, shake, shake it up in my glass. And uh, it's delicious, actually. I'm getting better at these make up your cocktail things. I kind of wish I had some fresh lemon juice for it. That's the only thing, but I didn't have any fresh lemons. 
Oh, well, well, it sounds like a really good combo. I mean, you can't go wrong. You know, you can't go just, wrong with vodka and a little some, yeah, with something any, boozy, of any something sweet. Perfect. Perfect. Well, as I said, you're a very accomplished woman and we all know that women run the world. So I want to introduce our first game today, which is called Who Run the World? Because in your world, dogs run the world and women run the world, right? Yeah, it's a dynamic duo, if you will. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. So in this case, I'm going to give you kind of a story of an accomplished individual. And I use the word individual because you're going to tell me if that individual is of the human female variety or of the canine variety. Okay. Are you ready Sounds, to play? Yeah. I'm like, I'm curious <laughs> what these stories are, but let's do it. All right. So these are accomplishments and uh, you're just going to have to tell me, I think you're going to get them right. I mean, these are pretty, especially some of them are very obvious. All right, here we go. This individual set many aviation records and became the first blank to receive the Distinguished Flying Cross. A 10-minute flight in 1920 forged this individual's passion for flying. I'm going to say that was a woman. It was. It was Amelia <laughs> Earhart. Very good. All right. This next one, this individual halted a national broadcast baseball game by dashing into the field and performing stunts in front of an astonished audience. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was a canine. It was a canine by the name of Ashley, and she was Aww. a whippet. <laughs> not an Italian right. greyhound. Don't, not to be confused. <laughs> no, not, not to be confused with an Italian greyhound. Exactly. Whippets are totally different dogs, even though they are brindle and beautiful, just like many greyhounds. All right. This individual refused to give up her seat on a bus to a white man in Montgomery, Alabama. This sparked the Montgomery bus boycott, which lasted 381 days until segregation on buses ended. I can see that's a woman named Rosa Parks. That is right. It certainly was a woman. And here we go. Last one. After getting lost on a family vacation, this individual was the first to travel 2,500 miles by foot to get home to their family. Oh, a dog. That was definitely a dog. <laughs> His name was Bobby, and this memorable journey earned him the new nickname after he returned home of Bobby the Wonder Dog. So very Aww. good job. You see, I told you these were going to be very, very easy because honestly, it was really hard for me to find something that wouldn't be obviously canine yeah. or obviously female because well, everything now that, was like... Now that I know what the game was, it, I can't really think of very many examples, but... You told me before we started recording that you have a lot of stories of accomplished women. What's your favorite? Well, I was thinking about like women and dog duos. And Ooh. if you were looking for like famous women and dogs, my personal fictional favorite would be Elle Woods and Bruiser. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yes, they took over Harvard. They solved cases. I mean, it's an amazing duo. Yes. <laughs> and then in terms of a, a real life duo that also inspired a movie, I think her name is Megan. And she, she was the Marine. I think she was a Marine. She was in the armed forces and she had her German shepherd and they were overseas and she ended up bringing him home. There's a whole movie made about them and I forget what it's called, but it was really, really good movie. I remember it because it came out around the same time as wonder woman. And someone was asking me if I was going to see the wonder woman movie. And I said, yeah, but it's the real life wonder woman. Oh, how cool. <laughs> you know what's funny? I printed out all of these stories of accomplished canines. It's from thebark.com. And a lot of them were military based, but it was like they were mascots or they 
assisted their owner. And I was like, well, I can't say that they assisted their owner. That's a dead giveaway that it's not a woman. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. So yes. So it was not an easy game to plan for, but you did great. Very fun. And now I want to ask you questions about you. So how did you end up in the pet care industry? Well, I have my own podcast where I've interviewed over 180, I think, women at this point. And, and hearing everyone's stories, they're always like, oh, you know, as a kid, my mom did this, or we joined this club about dogs or whatever. And I didn't really get to do any of that, which is fine. I still had a lovely childhood, but just different focus. wasn't It wasn't dog-centered like a lot of people's were. And so I just kind of got into this by accident. And I've had dogs now at this point for about 20 years. So even though we didn't have them when we were little kids growing up, I've had dogs for about 20 years. And I also had blogs before and I did marketing before, but it, it kind of all has been combined in the recent years in a really wonderful way. So I started my blog about eight years ago as just a hobby to document my love of style and dogs. And that's why I called it wear, wag, repeat. The tagline originally was I wear it, they wag it. And then we repeat. <laughs> oh, so cute. And so it was just kind of a creative outlet. I was doing social media consulting and management for other companies at the time. And I just wanted to have my own thing to work on. And so that's how it got started. But then as I got better at social media marketing and was growing all of their platforms, I was like, wait a minute, I should put some effort into my own stuff. And that's how I started growing my Instagram account and Pinterest and all of those kinds of things. And now I run my blog where I do a lot of content and posts for pet parents, but I also help women in the pet industry with their online marketing. So I've been really lucky to be able to kind of combine it all together into this really fun kind of made up career <laughs> that I've invented. A lot of us invent careers here in the pet industry. I actually wanted to ask you why it is that you decided to focus on women specifically and not just pet lovers in general. Well, you know, I think it's important that we all do something to dismantle the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. And, and this is my small part. So in my small little corner of the internet, I really only amplify women's voices. I, I do work with with male run companies. And I have a lot of men and, and guys who follow me and I love them and they're wonderful. But I just think it's really important to amplify women's voices um, because by sharing our stories, we're showing other women what the possibilities are that they too could work with pets or follow whatever dream it is that they have, even if it's not pet related. I think that there's still a long way to go to quote unquote equality. And so this is my part. Hey, all right, let's toast to that. Yeah. So women and their dogs and their dogs. All right. So I have a question about women in general and why they are attracted to the pet industry. Do you, do you have an idea of what it is that makes women like you and I kind of pursue the pet industry professionally? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the pet working in the pet industry requires a huge heart and a lot of compassion. And I think that, you know, we love our dogs so much um, that it really kind of seeps into everything that we do in our businesses. And so even if it's not something that's going to benefit your dog, but it's something that'll benefit someone else's dog, I just feel like women are eager to do that and, and kind of yearn to 
share that compassion with others. And not that men don't, there are a lot of, of men who are really wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I think it's a really special opportunity for women to kind of do like, you know, heart centered businesses that really are about the amazing bond that we have with our dogs. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not a bash men thing. This is just her specialty. So we're talking about women because that's what she specializes in. And it's not about men at all. It's just, that's where your heart lies, right? That's where your kind of purpose has taken you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very fulfilling to me. And, um, and I know that I can impact a lot of lives when I focus on this little niche. I think that if I were to try and speak to everyone, to speak to all genders and all pets, it would kind of get diluted. And so by focusing just on women and their dogs as my main focus, of course, you know, I have men on, I have cat lovers on in part of my, my world online, but by focusing specifically, I think it gets more targeted and it's more impactful. I love that. That's absolutely true. So tell me what kind of help you offer women just so for my information, maybe I'll, you know, I'll book you for something. Yeah, I would love that. So one of my favorite things that I just introduced this year is the wear wag repeat society. And it is a, a monthly membership program and it's for women in the pet industry who are business owners or bloggers or influencers, or maybe you have like a, a side gig, or maybe you have lots of employees, pretty much anywhere that you are in your journey, you're welcome here. And it's just, it's nice because you not only get guidance and lessons from me every month, I come up with a different kind of online marketing inspired lessons. So we might talk about email marketing or Pinterest or affiliate marketing or all kinds of different topics, but you also get this community. And so you get other people who kind of just like get it. And I'm sure, you know, it's, it's just different talking to people who are on your same wavelength, who love pets and who love business. It's different talking to people like us versus like other people who don't get it. <laughs> Oh yeah. A lot of, you know, one of my most recent interviews with, was with a pet sitter who graduated college with a business degree and started a pet care business. And everybody was like, you're wasting your life. So a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. And we don't have time for that, you know? So we have this Facebook group community. And then also um, I host the lessons in a platform called Teachable. So if you're not into Facebook, you can also be on Teachable and be part of the community. And it's just, it's really great. And I, and I love hearing from all the women who are in there. And there are a few guys who are members. I say, if you're an ally <laughs> to women, you can, <laughs> you can be a part of it. And so we welcome them as well. And I hear from people just how great it is to know that other people like them, they can ask them questions, they can cheer them on, they can support each other. So you're learning, you're making friends. It's my favorite thing that I do now. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. Well, there's another thing that you're really passionate about that I want to talk about, but first we got to take a break here from our sponsors and we will be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. 
For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Rada, and today I'm talking to Tori Mystic. And yes, that is her real last name. I had to ask because it's such a cool last name. I do that. I'm, I get kind of fascinated with people's last names. So she is the dog mom that helps people be better pet parents, two dogs specifically, and also helps women in the pet industry do better online and in their businesses. But she also has a love of senior dog rescue, which I share. So I want to play another game with you. And this time I'm going to phone it in and you're going to do all the work, Tori. Are you ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. This is called Senior Dog Fan Club. I'm going to give you on my little handy dandy timer here. I'm going to give you one minute to tell me all the reasons why senior dogs are the best companions. Take a deep breath. Take a drink. Whatever you need to do. Tell me when you're ready and I'll start the clock. I'll just look at the dogs for um, (laughs) inspiration. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. Go. Okay. Senior dogs rock because there was an ad campaign that says, like we have our sh- together <laughs> because we're <laughs> grown so ass true. dogs. <laughs> That's not always the case, but they are grown dogs. And so they don't have those puppy problems. They're usually not as destructive. They're often potty trained or have some kind of little puppy manners. They sleep more, which is really nice. You can take a day off sometimes if you don't want to be running around like crazy. They're also really good cuddlers. They have big hearts. They are just the sweetest, all the things. Keep going. Okay, well, you still have 20, no, 15 seconds. Okay, they're easy to take places with you because they're usually like a little bit calmer and people people love to see them and they get the gray eyebrows, which I think is very cute and the gray floofy paws. Perfect, that was exactly one minute. I love that you added the gray, the, the sugar coating, right? Yes, yes. I love that so much. One thing that you didn't say that I always say is that they're more intuitive. Like they kind of know what you want because yeah. they've been there, done that, and they've gotten in trouble for like not doing what you wanted. So they kind of eventually picked up on it. And even if you're new to them, they're not new to humans at like eight, nine. So they can pick up on your energy more than puppies who are like, yeah, ma- puppies don't know how to read the room. When I think of a puppy, I just think in their brain, there's like fireworks going off all the time. <laughs> and because <laughs> like they just are like, my God, the world, everything. So yeah, I mean, it kind of has to be that way for puppies though. When you think about like how intense their sense of smell is, how they're experiencing everything. Like, I feel like I have two very young children. Um, My youngest is 19 months. And like, I can't imagine if she had like magnified sense of smell and, and like all her senses were like more intense than they are now. Like she's already climbing the walls. Can you imagine with like however many 20 times the scent power? No. (laughs) It'd be crazy. Yeah. It'd be crazy. I totally agree. And now every time I see a puppy, I'm going to think of fireworks going off in their heads. So tell me, you said that senior dogs are more mellow and you can take a day off, but I have seen on your Instagram feed that you actually go on adventures with your senior dogs. So tell me a little bit about stuff that you still can do with your two dogs who are nine, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so both my dogs are nine. I have two chocolate laps. Lucy I've had since she was a puppy. 
always had her. And then Bert, we rescued, we being Lucy and I, when he was six or seven and she was six and a half. So I've decided they're the same age, give or take. Yes, perfect. And (laughs) I gave him her birthday, as a matter of fact, because it just keeps, it makes life easier at the vet and everything to keep track of it. Practical. You're practical lady. I like that. (laughs) So they're the same age. And, um, and we do, we do all kinds of things, you know, especially in the past year, we've started to, we've done a lot of road trips and I live in Pittsburgh. So it's about three hours down to West Virginia. And we've gone down there a lot. We go on hikes, you know, they ride in the car, they, but they can like sit outside at night when you make a fire and be chill. So it's like a good balance. My dog, Lucy, her favorite thing is paddle boarding. And we were just doing that this afternoon. She loves anything water related. And I was, it's funny you say that, like, I still do stuff. Cause I was thinking, looking at her today, cause she likes to lie down on the board she does jump in the water and she does get up and move around, but she does kind of get into a mood like, and just lies down on it. And I was thinking we can do this until she's like 15, you know, God willing, because if you're just lying there, you know, we could do this forever. So that's something we love to do. And then Bert, you know, he's my rescue. I've only had him for about three years, right? Am I doing the math right? Two years? I don't know. And just this year, I got him into a new dog sport called Barn Hunt that neither of us had ever done before. And he like won a ribbon in it. And I was just delighted and so proud of him. And uh, he was a total natural. And it was just, it was really cool because, you know, he was he was a dog who was like on death row and oh. now he's doing new sports in his golden that years. So, so cool. <laughs> okay. So what is barn hunt? Well, barn hunt. Are you ready? It is. a sport. I don't know where- if I'm ready based on your the look on your face. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready or not. You have to be like a serious dog mom to do, to be into this. So they set up a, like an obstacle course, kind of like a maze, not really, but like a kind of, of straw bales hidden in the straw bale. So there's like a tunnel in one spot. There's places where they have to climb up on it. And then hidden amongst the straw are these canisters that like, if you ever go through the drive-through bank, you like send that Mm -hmm. canister through. Well, there's not money inside. There's a live rat. (laughs) Oh my God. My vegetarian heart. (laughs) There's a live rat, but it is not harmed. They are people's pets. They are loved, very loved. They do not get injured at all. And like a lot of dogs who do sports and shows and things like that, the rats kind of who do this have kind of adapted and they kind of like being in their little spots. And I'm told it's like a day out for the rat. It's like, you know, dog dog, watching. Your dog has like a minute or so. Uh, You let them loose in this course and they have to go find the canister, but it's hidden. Like it's, uh, it's covered. You can't see it. And you give them like hints while they're looking or you, you just do not know where it is up. either. Oh, so it's a scent work sport. So right. your dog has to use their nose out of all the scents in there. There's people around other dogs have been in the course. There's a canister that has like rat like droppings in it. So there's all these like distractions and they have to find the right one. And Bert, Bert found his first one in 19 seconds. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Yay, Berg. Good job. So That's amazing. I'm, so, yeah. After, after we tried that and I mean, I'm, I grew up in the city. This is not, this is so like not something I would do and, and telling people about it. They, I always get a big reaction. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe you do that. But, but seeing Bert do it, like he's so in his element and I just, you know, now that we've done it, I, I encourage I strangers. I meet in the dog park. I'm like, have you ever done this sport or have you ever done like agility or have you ever done this? Cause just doing these kind of like organized activities with your dog is just so fun and it's great bonding. And, and it's just, it's fun to see them having such a blast. That is so cool. And I do, I think scent work is so important. And I had a guest on the show back in season one, ages ago, who said that not giving scent work to a dog is like taking dance from a dancer. Like that's how like innate that skill is and that need for them to like express themselves that way or to learn their environment that way is as important as dances to a dancer. And I loved that analogy. Yeah. Well, I, I, Got it. I found out about this. I just, I don't know how it kind of landed in my lap, but Bert, he just has an amazing sense of smell. That's very different than how Lucy smells things. So like we like to hike in the woods a lot and he'll go out in the woods and come back with like a whole bone and he just finds things. He's just, he finds things that walking Lucy for nine years, she would never find. <laughs> so so when I found out about this, I was like, I think he would be good at it. And we, we didn't even have an opportunity to practice. We just went straight to a trial and he just did amazing. That is so very cool. So hopefully you can give me some resources so I can put them in the description where people might find out more about it. Blog post. All about oh, it. cool. Like, Perfect. I'll share your blog post so people can learn more about it. But also before I start asking you more about you and to tell us everything about you, I have a last question. And I feel like you mentioned that you're a big fan of Elle Woods and Bruiser Woods. So I want you to put your attorney hat on and I need you to win this case for me. Okay. Okay. Does it involve you... ammonium thyglocolate? No, it That's does for not. The legal and endorphins or anything. Fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and none of these endorphins from fitness and all those okay. things that she has to fight about or, you know, what is it? Reckless abandonment? Yes. Something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Cou cou counselor, I am ready. I perfect. Okay. I want you to convince somebody, a judge that says that they would only ever adopt a puppy win this case. Why should they consider something else? Well, I actually had this conversation with one of my friends because his kids wanted to get a dog, but he was envisioning because his kids are at the time they were like 10, 12 kind of. And he was like, I'm going to get stuck with this dog. They're all going to go off to college and they're going to leave me and I'm going to have this dog. And so not to be morbid, but if you were to rescue an older dog, it's less of a time commitment. And I know that's probably not the most popular argument for this, but it is an argument. It's a good reason. Uh, and I think especially for people with kids who are finally old enough to care for the dogs, to pick up the poop, to feed them and walk them and all that kind of stuff. Then like your years of having the responsible kids around is kind of shrunken down. So if you rescue an adult dog, they're going to come hopefully usually know something, some kind of training. So you've already knocked off a huge to do off your list. And then you don't, you don't have a 12 or 15 or 20 year commitment. You might have 
a five or seven year commitment. I think that's that's an argument that people never talk about because it's a little bit morbid, but it's true. And I think it's a huge plus. Absolutely. I also think that people who've not had a puppy ever or haven't had a puppy in a really long time have no idea what they're getting themselves into. When Lucy was a puppy, I remember vividly, uh, she was, would wake me up and then I would go back to sleep, like on her dog bed in the, on the kitchen floor, <laughs> because it was, it was like having a baby and I've Ooh, never yeah. had a human baby, but I, I have, think it was you're like not that. wrong. I have, <laughs> I have. And people are always, I've always, I'm sure you've seen the debate where people are like having dogs. is not like having children. Well, I had four dogs before I had my two children. Now I have three dogs and my two children. It is absolutely the same thing. If you're good at it, if you're a right. good pet parent, it is the same thing, especially when they're puppies. And yes, you're getting up multiple times. You're worried about them peeing. So my dogs are now seniors and they, one of them is toward the end of his life. He's 14 plus and he has a degenerative disease. So now he has, he's incontinent at times, not every night, but at times. And so I'm getting up, my husband's getting up. Like our kids are 18 months and four years old. They are fast asleep out for the whole night. And the ones we're worried about are the dogs downstairs. So yeah, right. I mean- it, yeah. It's the same thing if you're doing it right. Well, and I think people, a lot of people just don't know any better and, and they get puppies and they want to take them out with them immediately everywhere and go to the bar and go to the restaurant and go to the park. And I'm like, you can't actually take your dog anywhere until they're four months old and they've had all their shots. Right. With puppies, the first four months, well, I mean, once you get the puppy, they're usually what, eight weeks, nine right. weeks old. And then you're basically walking them, letting them out every two to three hours. They pee immediately after they eat and they cannot wear diapers. Right. Very different. That's, that's makes baby like infants are easy. You can wear them. They wear diapers. Like you literally, like you can put them in a stroller, take them anywhere. They're welcome anywhere. Dogs are not welcome everywhere. So like, right. it's actually harder when you think about puppies versus infants. Yeah. You don't, you don't get any dog mom and maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. So you have to wake your butt up four times a night and still roll out of bed to get to the office in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I want to know how our audience can actually catch up with you, uh, learn more about all that you do and uh, all of your doings online. Yes, absolutely. So anyone who's listening, you can go to wearwagrepeat.com. And remember, it's W-E-A-R, Wag Repeat. And there you'll find my blog for pet parents. And you'll also find all of my resources for pet pros. So you can learn about the courses, the Wear Wag Repeat Society, coaching, all the other things. Um, and at the same time, you can learn about how to stuff the best Kong ever and all that other kind of fun pet parent stuff. And of course, you can find me on Instagram. Come say hi. It is at T Mystic. Okay. So I also saw, I think it was on your Instagram. Maybe it was on your blog. You did some lick art, lick paint art. Yes. <laughs> that was so cool. I need to try that. You so have to do it. I saw this kind of made the rounds on TikTok during quarantine. And I just never got around to it, even though I probably had all the supplies lying around here. And I finally did it where you, you basically take a little canvas or you could use cardstock, you could use whatever. And you, you drip some paint on there. You put it inside carefully inside a Ziploc bag. You cover the Ziploc bag with peanut butter and you let your dog lick it. And it makes 
what I'm calling a lick painting. And I was so surprised. It turned out so good. I was amazed. It's they're on my mantle in my dining room now. That's how good they look. Okay. So like I said, my Titan is at the end of his life and we are going to do some yes. lick art this weekend so that I can have a work of art by him forever. So I love that idea. Thank you so much. I want to propose a toast to you for being on the show, for being my guest and for being so awesome to the pet society at large. Here's to yes. you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, hopefully connect with all of your listeners even more in the future. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Here is to my executive producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. And to you, our listeners on Pet Life Radio and our viewers on YouTube. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers to you. <laughs> Thank you. To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.